Ireland was once a nation where almost everyone went to church. Now in parts of the country, almost no one does. So what happened? Dale heard reports from Dublin on Ireland's Christian legacy and why it isn't over yet. If there's a symbol of what happened to faith in Ireland, it might be this. The Church of the Annunciation just outside of Dublin. It's one of the largest church buildings in Ireland, and it's about to be knocked down because so few people attend services. Anyone in Ireland over 50 can still remember a nation where almost everyone went to church. But today, live in a nation where in some areas, almost no one goes to church. The Christian faith that has dominated Ireland for centuries died with surprising speed. And as one leader put it, today for the Irish, God has become irrelevant. They not only walked away from the church, they legalized same-sex marriage, abortion, and elected an openly gay prime minister. Nick Park heads Ireland's Evangelical Alliance. It was very much a cultural religion. Well, they were Catholic because they were Irish, and the two were seen as synonymous. We were very arrogant as a church. Patty Monaghan helps lead the Evangelical Catholic Initiative. Uh, sadly, it's taken the two referendums uh, that we both that lost, one on same-sex marriage, one on abortion, to bring home to the Catholic Church in Ireland that they're now a minority church. Church buildings abandoned, some Catholic seminaries almost empty. One clergyman wrote that the battle for faith in Ireland has been lost. But a new church is rising. This is the largest church in Ireland, and it is Romanian Pentecostal. The worshipers at Batania or Bethany Church came to Ireland to find work, but now realize they were sent to Ireland as missionaries. Batania Church is exploding. It's building a new $5.5 million facility on faith one that will accommodate 1,500 worshipers. I met two of its pastors at the construction site. We're praying for this country. We're fasting for this country. And I think God has a plan with us to be a blessing for this country and more people to know God and to be saved in this country. Because God loves Ireland. Now we realized God has a greater plan, a bigger purpose for our lives to deliver his message and his kingdom works for this country. In fact, the second largest church in Ireland is also Romanian Pentecostal. Batania pastor Georgia remembers when nations like Ireland sent Bibles to communist Romania. And those Bibles are coming back now. African churches are also growing. The Nigerian Redeemed Christian Church of God has grown to more than 100 churches in Ireland with several thousand members. And even though most Irish have rejected the institutional church, polls show many still believe the core of the gospel. Among Irish youth, uh, I think it's something like 70% of them said they really believed Jesus rose from the dead. They really believed in heaven and hell. They really believed that Jesus was the incarnate Son of God. So you've still got these very high rates of belief in the facts of the gospel. When we were choked by religion, uh, and institutionalism, there wasn't much life. But now that we have those institutions crumbling, I think that we're in the land of opportunity. Monaghan says the spirit is moving in some Catholic churches as well. 
do know there's, there's a spiritual awakening happening in this country. And some parish priests are really becoming born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and getting a vision for what's possible. There's that spiritual heritage within this nation that I believe the enemy, Satan, wants to destroy. But there's, I, I believe it's going to happen again. Ireland, once a mission field, then a base for missions, has become a mission field again. Dale Hurd joins us now via Skype with more. Dale, how did Ireland leave the faith so quickly? Well, you know, they did studies uh, back when Ireland was very religious, and it showed that uh, the faith wasn't very deep. Ireland is about, you know, the Irish are about relationship and community, and I think the Catholic Church was a part of that. And then when these scandals just rocked the nation, terrible scandals involving children, you know, there was nothing to hold the Irish there. They were, they were through. Many debate whether Europe is really post-Christian because we're seeing great moves of God in many places. Is it post-Christian? Boy, you get a, get a room of uh, Christian leaders from Europe together and that'll start a fight. Um, there, there are great things are happening, as you say, but the culture has been lost. I mean, we're talking about nations that were completely Christian, more or less. And, and now, in many cases, almost no one goes to church. And so you know, while God is moving, they've lost the culture. We have instances in nations like Britain that are in officially Christian, persecuting Christians. And it's the only group that they pick on are Christians, and they're a Christian nation. And we have this all across Europe, the story of the Finnish member of parliament who faces prison for simply tweeting verses from Romans condemning homosexuality. Do you think this is going to get worse, Dale? What's the future of Christianity in Europe? I think persecution will get worse. There's nothing to keep Europe from persecuting Christians because it's unmoored from standards, you know, traditional standards of law. It's, it's whatever, you know, makes it feel better, it does. And right now it sees Christianity as oppressive. But I believe in the Great Commission. I believe in the irrevocable calls of God on Europe and on many of these nations. And Europeans are empty spiritually. And so there is the, there's the turf there for a, a major mass revival, and many are praying for it. And what really stood out to me in your piece, I mean, many things, but uh, the fact that Bibles were sent from Ireland uh, to Romania during the Cold War, and now those Bibles are coming back. Not just the Bibles, but the missionaries. It's called the Great Reflex, and this was the prayer of early missionaries like William Carey and David Livingston, that the people of Africa and Asia from these mission fields would one day carry the gospel back to Europe. Well, it seems like now's the time and now's the day. Yeah. Dale, yeah. another excellent report. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Gil.